anything funny in this pre-roll? Uh, I thought that was what was funny in yeah, the pre-roll. Yeah, but nobody f***ing gets the joke. That's the problem. I can't do, uh, we can't do a pre-roll joke when it's literally a text that we sent back and forth. I know, I know. That's not how pre-roll jokes work. Dover. My name is Matt. This is Jim. Welcome to the program. Uh, we are live at Ruby Tuesday uh, on campus, or campus adjacent, I guess you could say. And uh, and welcome back. Um, we 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 picked up we picked up a whole lot of uh, places you can listen to the podcast now. Yeah, I'm yeah. assuming that um, if you're listening to the podcast, you found one of those. But yes, uh, so um, we got we got um, so we can hear it on on AM radio. AM radio. Uh, you can hear it on Spotify. Um, you can hear it if you listen really really close into a shell that you've wished into shortwave. Uh, yes, that as well. Um, and uh, uh, iHeartRadio. Yes, iHeartRadio. Uh, Stitcher, uh, VHF, um, UHF, uh, like literally if you go find a DVD copy of the movie UHF, all of the scenes that have Emo Phillips <laughs> yes. in it, yes. just when he opens we, his we are, mouth. We are a, a, like, what do you call it, like a, not an oyster, but a, 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 a hidden track? Hidden track, <laughs> yes. <laughs> not an oyster, but a hidden track? I don't know. <laughs> I, no, I, I'm not high. I, I was hoping you would be. <laughs> I'm sorry. All anyway, right, so the crew uh, managed to pull out a draw um, in New England. One which, one. Holy crap! Okay, okay. I got to say one thing. Mm-hmm. So I went on record, and you agreed with me. Yes. That under no circumstances would Caleb Porter play a four four two. Yeah. And so what did he play? He played a four four two. Yep. So. Yeah. Any requests, prayer request, whatever, for whatever you don't think that Caleb Porter would ever do but you want him to do, I think that basically I'm I'm the guy to say, Caleb Porter would never start Harrison Awful as a center back. You know what this means. Yeah. Caleb Porter listens to the show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's our, he's our only listener. Yeah. God, what a pathetic life he must have. Oh, my God, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so, yeah. The, the, on paper and also just with my eyes when I was watching this uh, when I was watching this, uh, this game, um, this, was a, uh, this was a very painful game for me to watch. Um, not because of the way the crew played, uh, not because of anything that, but because I literally wrecked a lime scooter four, mu- or four hours before right, I, I yeah, watched the game. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. Uh, don't do that. Especially, don't ride a lime scooter after you turn about 38. It's just a really bad idea. Okay, I just turned 58, so uh, there yes, you go. Well, you should definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Especially with your hip. <laughs> but, um, so I, I was I was sitting here at, at Ruby's um, in, in a considerable amount of pain watching this game, and, and the things that I will say about this, um, I think that I, I am very happy that we got a goal. We scored on 50% of our shots on target. Um, New England had 33 shots. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I did not... I was not able to watch this match. Yes. Because... Because, well, one, I am old, and yes. I don't go to bars anymore on Saturday nights. Um, I think I watched a movie with my girlfriend. Lame. I know. Lame. I know. Um, but but the other thing is, I thought I could get it on the replay on ESPN Plus. Yeah. But apparently, no. You can only watch them live. So that's that's a whole segment for another show, and yeah, et cetera. That's, that's that's 
MLS. That I think that's a good off-season topic for us. Is just the nebu- the nebulous nature of uh, Major League Soccer replays, streaming services, where right. things are available, where they're not available. Exactly. How easy it is to just use a VPN and pretend you're in Michigan, and then be able to watch ESPN Plus from a bar that doesn't happen to have Valley Sports Ohio. Uh, not that I've ever done that, but thank you, Level One Arcade, for letting me use your Wi-Fi. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, long story short, um, this was yet another match where we um, had a lot of possession in the middle third of the field and did not actually convert possession into um, even shots. Yeah. I, I genuinely felt like we should have been down by maybe a half dozen goals by, by the half. Right. Um, yeah. It, it was Eli Room. Superstar. We'll talk. We'll talk more about this later. Eli Room and and quite honestly, I think the defense stepped up a lot as well. I know there's a lot of you know, every time there's a there's a missed mark or whatever, it's it's you know people freak out about about our defense and there there is work to be done um, with with our defense. Don't get me wrong. I, I that is that is something I, I genuinely believe. But the fact that that we even stayed in this match um, and then in the last 15 minutes with Eloy Room with a pulled groin. Yeah. Um, the fact that the defense could step up enough to really cut off shots, and Eloy Room shows up when he absolutely has to. Not that he wasn't there, but I mean, he was just. I pulled a grind before. It's no fun. <laughs> no, it's, and it's no not, fun. Uh, to, to have to continue to play a professional sporting match after you've done so because <laughs> you've used all your subs. <laughs> I know. That. That is unfathomable in my mind that that you would have you would get stuck in that situation and he handled it like a goddamn champ. So this is something I've been thinking about for the mm-hmm. last few days because Room really, really stepped up, did a great job. Yeah, and I'm going to say that you know I don't know about the listeners here, I don't know about Matt, but I think that I've become sort of. Um, I I don't want to say I, I I want to say that I'm like just the idea that we have a really really great keeper mm-hmm. is just something I assume. Yeah. And that's a weird thing to think about because being a goalkeeper in this sport is 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 a weird thing because yeah. you're you're sort of you, it's it's a self ostracizing position. Yeah. But if you think about the keepers that we have had in this league, I mean, we had Brad Friedel, mm-hmm. we had John Bush, mm-hmm. we had, um, there were a couple of guys in the early aughts that I'm forgetting, but they played for the national team. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remember it. I'm, I'm, yeah. Without looking up the roster, but but we had William Hesmer. We had Hesmer. We had Andy Greenbaum. We had yeah. For, for quite yeah. honestly, we had we had Andy Greenbaum during and, and he proved it when he went to Kansas City. But Andy Greenbaum was a starting caliber goalkeeper during a lot of that time as well. Right. Um, and, and then and, and just recently, goalkeeper. And then just recently, we had Manchester City's um, cup keeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean we've had we've had quite a few. And 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 so you know, I think about so I'm reflecting back on the last podcast when I said that um you know, Zellerian and Zardes and uh, Nagby were our, our best players who were not named Jonathan Mensa. Mm-hmm. And I felt after that I felt a little guilty that I didn't mention Eloy Room. Yeah. Um, because Room is is a fantastic player, mm-hmm. and I, I and what I guess what I'm saying is, as a really long-standing crew fan, I kind of take for granted that our starting keeper is one of the best keepers in the league. Yeah, and that's a luxury to just assume that. You know, it's it's like I don't know. It's like if you're a Yankees fan and you just assume that your center fielder is the best center fielder in the American League. Well, and you also, <laughs> I mean, some other players that we didn't <clears throat> we didn't mention, and some of these I'm, I'm cribbing from, uh, and I want to make sure I give him credit. Mike Krosky on Massive Report, um, <laughs> right? I I because he actually wrote an article about this about two years ago. Yeah. Um, and it was the first thing that came up. But Jurgen Sommer. 
Oh yeah, yeah. That, national team, national team keeper. Yeah. About it. Uh, Mark Doherty, yep. another one. Yep. Um, uh, <laughs> and then I'm looking at this. I mean, Steve Clark. We didn't even mention. Right. You yeah. know, like that that guy, <laughs> just a hell of a keeper. I mean, not only a hell of a keeper, but he was great in Death Leopard. <laughs> in WWE either. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but no, I mean him, uh, Zach Steffen. You know, right. so many different, so many different players that that we've had uh, in the past, goalkeepers that we've had in the past, and and we we've we've been we've been very lucky in that in yeah. that department. I, I think. Well, lucky might not be the right word, but we have we have had a I would say very skilled goalkeeping scouts. Um, and that yeah. has that has afforded us the opportunity to sign quality players or have quality homegrown players. Uh, luck, I don't know necessarily. I mean, there's a bit of that, but there's you know. a bit of that. But we seem to have really good keepers, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, mm-hmm. I think that's you know I think that's something we just sort of have taken for granted. I know I have. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, All right. Anyway, so yeah, so um, so room pulled his groin. Uh, pulled off a, an heroic performance. Yeah. Um, we gave up a late goal. We did. And, and, and the thing is, is that, like I said before, and, 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 and I firmly believe this, it's something was going to go in. With as much as New England is pressuring, right. there is no way that something isn't going to go in. And the fact that it took that long for, something, for, for a goal to go in, um, and the fact that they didn't score again, is is huge on the road, on that absolute garbage turf. Yeah. Um, in Foxborough, like to to go there, get a one-one draw against the at this point the team that's challenging for the supporter shield. And Seattle also lost this weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Seattle lost this weekend. New England drew. So both of the top the the, the pundits pick on both sides of of this league both dropped you know both dropped points this weekend. Yeah. Um, not that I'm saying, I mean, obviously the crew is statistically eliminated from the supporter shield. I'm not, I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not trying to be that much of a wing nut here, but I'm just saying that there is, you know, that, that these teams can be defeated. So this is something I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Because as you know, I am, you know, on the internet. Really? Yeah, I know. Oh, geez. I didn't even notice this. Just real quick. Um, oh. This just in on the wire. Not really. I'm just looking at it because I don't pay attention to the Western Conference that much. But Sporting Kansas City, actually, number two team in the league now. Oh. They they passed uh, Seattle this weekend. What's a sporting? I'm not sure. I think it's... Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's half... I don't know. Anyway, I had a joke there, but I yeah, know. I know. So did I. So here's what I wanted to mention. So I, as, as you know, I'm on the internet, yes. and so um, weird flex, weird flex. Yes, um, you can at me at JP Bach on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, sounds about right. Anyway, um, I see people um, arguing back and forth about whether this match was. 1.1 or 2 points lost. And it's an interesting question to me because you know, we are the defending champs. Yeah. We're defending MLS champs. On the other hand, and this is something we talked about in the last podcast, um last season was very odd, yeah. you know. Yeah. So my you know, my position on this season was quoted in the Athletic, as you know. I, I don't. I but, don't. I don't have that kind of money. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I said we should repeat, mm-hmm. but I was kind of being facetious. Anyway, yeah. my point being, I think there is a lot of people who just assumed that because we won the league last season, we were going to be a contender this season. Mm-hmm. And I think those people are maybe a little delusional. I think that um, I think that being in the fight is different than winning. You know what I mean? Um, I, I am disappointed right now with the fact that we are in tenth position. We are, you know, three playoff spots out of the play-in round for the playoffs. 
You would like to think we're better than that. I would, and I do think we're better than that. I think what we did was we had a very bad slide um, for two months, uh, mm-hmm. which is which is untenable. But I mean, you look at you know we finished last season, last year's regular season in third place. Yeah. Um, on twenty three games, so I want to. I, I do want to say this because right now, if if the regular season. We're we're on twenty five game or twenty six games right now. A lot of teams are on twenty four and twenty five games. They played more games than they had la- than than we have last season. Right. If we would have if the if the season ends and we had the same amount of points that we did two games ago, we make the playoffs. In, in last year's in last year's right. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's. In last year's formulation. In last year's formulation, yes, we make the playoffs. Um, okay. And at that point, MLS Cup is, is a different beast. We've talked about this. We can talk about this till we're blue in the face. That the the playoff format for North American professional soccer um, does not necessarily lend itself to the best team. It lends itself to the hottest team in November and December. Right. And and, and those are two those are two different things. Yeah. And, but yeah. that's the nature of the beast. And you know what? We got. Really hot in November and December last year, and then we won a championship because of that. But that's those are the rules. That's the way. That's the way the league's set up. Yes, uh, and and you know what? If you want to complain about that, that's great. But that gave us a title. Yeah, I'll take so, it. No, yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely, hundred percent. I'll take it. I'll trade that title for a shitty season this year. I'll trade that title for yeah most. <laughs> I'll trade that title <laughs> for twenty thirteen. Uh, I mean, I'll trade that for quite a bit. You know? Right. Um, okay. I do want to. I do want to have. I have one more thought that I want to bring up. Do you have anything else to say about the New England match? Um, I don't. Other than and, <clears throat> sorry, I don't want to belabor this, but I don't think the four four two really worked out that well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice that that Porter tried it mm-hmm. and you know made me an idiot because that's always a good thing. Um, he didn't make you an idiot. Well, it's true. He just showed... Na- nature in your Kentucky education did that. He showed me to be an idiot. That's yes, fair. There you That's go. Fair. Yeah. Um, but I, I, this is, this is again, a, a topic for another day, but I don't think that a lot of modern footballers are attuned to playing that sort of dual forward situation. Yeah. So it's nice that he tried it, but... You know, maybe just go with the one forward next time, Caleb. That's fair. That's all I got. All right. Um, I want to go into, I've got one more kind of fun topic since we were talking about um, stats and things along those lines. And I want to, I want to get your thoughts on this. So, oh dear. Um, we know that the uh, November 8th, I want to say right around the circuit, November 8th is the end of the Major League Soccer season. I'm looking at that as a Monday. So that is, that is probably correct for the vast majority unless yeah. there's a lightning delay on that decision day Sunday or something right, along right. those lines. So at this point, um, Toronto is sitting on 18 points with nine games remaining. Austin FC is sitting on 19 points with nine games remaining and Cincinnati is sitting on 20 points with 10 games remaining. On the other side of the ocean, <laughs> Ipswich Town just started their season and just got their first win last weekend against Lincoln City. Sorry, hard hat, Mike. Um, but they are sitting right now on six points with nine games remaining until the end of the Major League Soccer season. My question for you is, which of these teams finishes in last <laughs> in this combined table that I've just made up? Well, okay. So, Let's so see. Six, six, uh, nine games remaining, but they currently have six points. Okay, well, so I'm going to look and see how Bradford are doing, because they uh-huh. drew over the weekend, sorry. Yes, no, that's that's totally fine. So I'm going to vamp for a second here. Yeah, why doing, don't you do that? And that. So, so my, my whole, my whole, you know... I, I basically, so Bradford have 12 points now. Bradford have 12 points, okay. Out of eight matches. Yes. They're in ninth place. Yes. So um, I'm going to assume that Bradford are going to do better. I think Bradford will definitely Bradford will finish ahead of Cincinnati. I'll say that. I'll say that, which which means they'll. I'm I'm lumping Cincinnati, Austin, and Toronto together. I think I think that Austin and Toronto will not do better than Cincinnati. Although 
quite honestly, if Cincinnati finishes with another wooden spoon, I would not be sad about it. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, but Cincinnati, of the games remaining, have at least, they, they have the most. Uh, ergo, it's a little bit, uh, I think it's much more likely that Cincinnati finishes higher in this. this yeah, I, I agree, yeah. Uh, but, is Yap Stom still their manager? I don't know. I think, think so. so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. So, you know who Bradford have next? Oh. Um, Manchester United. Oh. Under that's... 21s. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, a non-league match. Yeah. It's it's the EFL Cup. Whatever, whatever, Eight. whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Eight. Sorry. Um, okay. So... Just, just, um, and I'm, I'm gonna keep a running table on this, and we'll yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. Go and back and I'd, I'd, I'd like to see how you know FC Cincinnati do against like Wren yeah. or or who is ever bottom of the table in the Austrian league. I think uh, FC Cincinnati would lose to Dagen Red. Uh, I think that they would probably lose to Aldershot Town. Um, I could see them. I think they'd probably drop a, drop a game to Perth Glory. They probably would, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Perthgore is a good team, but I'm just... Yeah. I'm just they, would, they would probably lose against um, Grimsby Town, no. uh, who had, in their away match last week, a goose drop into the field, and it's they spent like five minutes trying to chase the goose around the field. That's the, they're, they're, they're ramping up. That, that sequel to Untitled Goose Game is going to be I great. know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only mention this because I have a good friend who is a Grimsby Town supporter. He's yeah. from Grimsby, so yeah. That's He's, fair. Yeah. Anyway, so, right, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on this. But uh, your initial prediction? My initial prediction is that FC Cincinnati will finish bottom of this. Of imagine. this whole table. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I also well no. I wish I could say that, and I wish I could say that because I um, I was talking to. Uh, Friends of the podcast, the Vocal Minority podcast, the other day, and all I want them to do is finish ahead of Cincinnati, because if, if Cincinnati and Austin are are fighting for the wooden spoon, I I, I, I do believe Toronto is a bigger rival than than either one of those teams. Uh, we'll talk about that in a different day, um, but it makes me happier when Cincinnati or Austin fans are sad. Yes, the Schadenfreude is strong with this one. It really is. It really is. So um, we're going to take a break. Uh, Yep. This is the first segment. Uh, We're going to come back. We've got the mailbag. We're going to talk about... We got got mail? We did get mail. I mean, not physical mail. No one sends that anymore. I I did get some... uh, some uh, letters from Job and Family Services to somebody that uh, I didn't know, but that that has nothing to do with this. Okay, so d- death threats aside, we got mail. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, we got a little bit of mail. Uh, we're going to talk about open containers, and uh, that's about it. All right. Bye bye. Uh, back on segment two in a minute. We're back. It is segment two, brought to you by Lime Scooters. If you want your knees to hurt super bad and you're over 40, try a Lime Scooter and then biff on the Olentangy bike path. Lime Scooters, goddamn this hurts. So what you're saying is you're over 40. I am over 40. That's not a that's not a secret. Well, okay, but y- you're... Um, so I, I graduated from high school the same year you were born. That is true, yes. So, thanks, man. You're at least 45. <laughs> That's all I know. Yeah. I'm like Doogie Howser up in this bitch. Yep, um, yep, yep. Okay, you know, so anyway. Welcome, welcome to see segment two. Um, do you want to say, uh, we're going to hit our mailbag here in a second. Sweet. Uh, and by in a second, I mean as soon as I pull this back up. A few things that we had this week. Make sure you tweet us. Um, you can tweet us, hashtag it kind because I just find that hilarious. Uh, if you don't, it's fine. We're still going to listen to you and, and do so. Andrew Johnson, I want to... Um, I want to uh, write into you, first of all, because you actually gave us a very poignant question um, about uh, expansion protection lists. Uh, the problem is is that you gave it to us at 4.30 this afternoon, and um, I love it. Please continue to tweet us. We are going to address this next week, but I at fourth, between the hours of 4.30 and when I showed up here, I was uh, helping my wife get her broken-down car to a repair shop. <laughs> 
and I did not have enough time to really uh, delve into this and, and kind of put together um, put together what I think is a, a good enough answer uh, uh, based on this question. So um, thank you so much, uh, and we will address this next week. It's already on the list. It's already on the show notes for next week so that we can actually sit down, think about it a little bit more, and go from there because I, it's a good question, and I don't want to ignore it. Um, thank you, Andrew. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, the second question that doesn't have anything to do with, with what our next topic is uh, is from uh, one John Clem, uh, and it's addressed <laughs> to you, uh, Jim, and it is, where can I find a transcript of this show from a typeset printing press? <laughs> <laughs> I really you old ass hipster. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um I so the, the the transcripts of this podcast will be up on um oh crap. Fuck you, John. <laughs> just, I got nothing, man. Just just all right, oh, so the next love step, you, love you, John. Fuck you, John. <laughs> so the next place that I wanted to go from this um, is, uh, and this is this is going to address the mailbag as well. We talked about this a little bit earlier, and uh, I want to I want to go through some of the uh, pregame uh, options at the new stadium. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this was uh, kind of a fun a fun way to go, and I do want to start with uh, because. Alan and I watched the game on. Uh, we watched the game here uh, on Saturday. Right, he, was, yeah. he was here. Uh, Brian Klein was here. A handful of other friends of the program oh, were here. Oh, hi, Brian. Yes, love you, man. I, uh, I I had not seen Brian in a minute, and it was good. To, it was good to hang out. Yeah, for one the, of my uh, greatest away trips was with Brian. Everything is better with Brian Klein. I'm yeah. just going to say that. We're <laughs> yeah. Go from there. Yeah. Um, genuine. He's a gentleman and a scholar. Yes. Um, so the uh, uh, Alan's Alan's entire response, and and I like this uh, Ruby Tuesday, the only place I go. It's a tradition. Um, there are a group of people, and I think this is this is great that are still uh, pre gaming here, um, and then essentially taking the number four bus down to sure. yeah. down to the stadium, um, or or Ubering, or I don't think anybody's walking, which I wouldn't blame them for not walking. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a bit of a hike. It's about two miles from here to the new stadium, but. Um, Especially some of the early games at the new stadium, um, and in most of the games that are on weekends, some of the weekday games I haven't had enough time to. But usually, I will come in here for at least a drink, and then I will I will head downtown from there. Yeah. Um, so I want to acknowledge the other people that that uh, that tweeted into us uh, the Mega Tailgate and Betty's from Justin Edwards. Um, I have not been to the new tailgate spot at the new stadium. I have stadium. not either. Um, it is that weird. Uh, it's that weird triangle of railroad tracks, uh, or between the railroad tracks. Um, when you go through the first set of railroad tracks before you get to the second bridge, that little bit of daylight that you get there, you can yeah. you can turn up. Um, I've seen photos from there. It is. It has not been. Um, it has not been convenient for me to even check it out at this point. Uh, the first game that they had it at, it's the only game that I've missed at the new stadium because I had a wicked case of food poisoning. Um, and then the other games, um, it's just been a situation where it, it didn't work out. But I've, I've heard from... I've heard Hashtag from, hangover. It was not. That's the worst <laughs> part about it. I wish it was. I, I didn't know, I drink know. the night before. No, it's it sucks because I'm like, I'm like, I say that and because what I do for a living, people are like, yeah, you were hungover. And I'm like, no. Yeah, I wish I was hungover because I can do hungover. I can, I can, I can manage hungover. This was uh, debilitating. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I'm trying to think of what. So, my, I'm. Pardon me as mm -hmm. I as I regress back into the past. Mm -hmm. um, so back in back in the old days. Um, my traditional pre-gaming would be, um, I'd hang out. The cavalry's coming. Yeah, apparently, yeah. So I'd hang out on my front porch, um, crack open a bottle of wine, mm -hmm. um, have some cheese and crackers, and listen to Miles Davis with my friend Dave. Mm -hmm. Then we would head to the game. Yeah. We can't really do that anymore. I mean, you can. You just have to start earlier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, one game, we went to uh, Marcella's, had yeah. dinner before the game. Yeah. Another game, 
trying to think what we did. The point being, there are a myriad of options. Oh, yeah. No, so this is another one that yeah. we got. And uh, so what we kind of want to hear from from our listeners is, what do you do to pregame? Yeah, so this is this is the, uh, the another one that we got. Group Up 96 on Twitter um, uh, was uh, Arbar uh, to get a Molson Tower. Oh, uh, and then there you uh, go. Second, go to Whistle and Keg, try some different beers. Lastly, head to Betty's for some two dollar PBRs. Um, and I again, like this, and I've heard that that is kind of the cycle uh, that a lot of people are, are doing at this point. Um, my cycle has been for most of these games is Charbar. Charbar, um, yeah, in, yeah, in, and we've done Charbar the last two home games, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is the most. Um, and not not to knock on any of these other ones, I, I love. I go to Arbar before a lot of Blue Jackets games. Whistling Keg is a spot that I mean, my bachelor party was started at Whistling Keg. Um, Betty's is a place that I I will I go. I don't go there necessarily on crew game days because it's so crowded. Um, but that's not a knock. That's I'm I'm you know I'm happy yeah. for them. They're they're making you know they're making money. They're selling beer, so that's a good thing. Um, what uh, Charbar is usually my spot. Zach's an awesome dude and uh, is a spot that my wife likes, uh, our friends all like, and it's relatively chill. So that's that's my um, that's been my kind of my kind of go to for for most of these games. But I mean, you know, I, I've I've talked to people who go pregame at Bodega. I've talked to people who what pre-game. about Barley's? Barley's is another one. Barley's, yeah. Barley's especially with the uh, their wings are fantastic. I'll take um, your word for it. I know you don't meet. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> My name's Jim. I'm better than everybody. Um, but no, their their uh, their beer is great. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, they're a downtown institution. They've been they've been there for a very long time. Yeah, um, and that's another one that I think is, is a good spot. Yeah, I used to run into Frankie all the time there. Mm-hmm. So Duncan um, too. Duncan used to drink. Yeah. All the time. So I I I have a um, um, mailbag. Yeah, yeah. Go okay. For it. What if Mensa is past his sell-by date and we need a whole new backline next year? Well, is that? Um, do you want to tackle that now, or is that part of a, a continuing conversation that I we think, have? I think that that also is kind of one of the one of the. I mean, I think right. That, I yeah. think that that is. God, because I don't know who's out there right now. I don't know who's out of contract with other teams. I don't know who we'd be looking at right now. So I think that both of those need to go on. Uh, who's, who's that from? Uh, Scott Sedley. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I just want to make sure. Hashtag hang that GJ. Hooray. It's not, that's an at symbol, not a. Whatever. Yeah. Those are two different things. So um, <laughs> the other part that I want to talk about, and. In, 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 um, Branching into the, you know, Betty's and the Whistling Keg and the R-Bars of the world and, and a few other places as well is the, the Dora District um, will be active for the first time on uh, right. Saturday, um, which is three hours before the match. Um, you will be able to essentially purchase beers in specific uh, plastic containers and walk around in a designated area outside. So is this only beer? Uh, I think it's no. I think it's any beverage. I, th- I don't think it's. Uh, it's. I think it's any alcoholic beverage. I don't think it has to be beer. Okay. Um. I let me look that up here real quick, but I'm pretty sure it's any alcoholic no, beverage. No, that's that's fine. I'm just you know asking quote unquote for a friend. Yeah. No. Totally. Yeah. So, um, so this will extend all the way down nationwide, essentially. Yeah. So what it is is it's nationwide plaza all the way to lower.com. Right. Um, and right. then up, um, up that uh, walkway there. So uh, included in that would be uh, Arbar. Excuse me, uh, Arbar, Whistling Keg, Bukit Beppo. Uh, One would assume, well. yeah. So, yeah. so I can have my meatballs all the way up and down nationwide. Well, your meatballs. <laughs> I mean, you can always get that. I know. Um, I'm looking at it right now. I don't think there is a. Yeah, it's just alcoholic beverages. Um, it's not. It, it's is. They just have to be in the special plastic cup. Fair so enough. That, that basically, they know that you didn't uh, bring it from the outside. 
because that's the one rule you can't you can't bring it in. Um, so you can't go from the tailgate with an open container to the stadium. Um, they and my guess is is that the cops will be looking for that. So just a fair heads up to everybody. Well, you know what? They gotta have something to do mm-hmm. anyway. So okay, cool. So um, but the thing is, is um, it's gonna be really interesting. They, it's three hours before every game until midnight, um, and it's Blue Jackets, Clippers, and Crew. So it sets up uh, what I what I uh, think will be the most hilarious one when the Clippers have a noon game, uh, and it go <laughs> on a Wednesday, and the uh, open container law is nine a.m. to midnight on a Wednesday. Um, so I know what I'm doing next summer. Yeah. It's probably going to happen on my birthday because these things happen on my birthday. I mean, I think that's going to be fantastic. And you know what we're going to do? Get wrecked in the arena district. There we uh, go. All so, right. <laughs> all right. We'll be back. Segment three coming up. Um, I've got some. I've, I've got some homework for you before segment three starts, Jim. So we'll be back in a second. I was told there was going to be no math. There is no math, but uh, this is the pros from Dover. It is the third segment of the Pros from Dover. My name is Matt. This is Jim, and we are brought to you by those douche canoes upstairs playing pool. Yep. Douche canoes upstairs playing pool. If it sounds like the ceiling's going to fall in, it's because it might. Welcome back to segment number three. Um, so I want to talk to you for a second. Um, and when we get a little bit more uh, into exactly what we're allowed to do on this show as far as playing audio from other sources, I'm going to actually... Uh, Holy shit. What's going on up yeah, there? Yeah, I, I think that, uh, <laughs> I think there are dinosaurs. Uh, yeah. But uh, once we get a little bit more into uh, what we're allowed to do vis-a-vis audio on this show and in other people's audio, uh, we, we might actually use other people's audio on this. But until uh, I know exactly what permission we need uh, to do so, I'm just going to paraphrase it, and then we are going to link to this in the show notes. So um, Major League Soccer posted, uh, it was four days ago at this point, uh, an, an extra time um, snippet. looks like about a five-minute video. Uh, from their Extra Time podcast of the, the hosts talking about the League's Cup um, and talking about how uh, Seattle is on the cusp of history and uh, how uh, one of the hosts is a, uh, a quote-unquote big League's Cup guy and, and thinks that it's it's really important that Seattle is playing for this championship. Um, the other host talks about how, you know, people have all the emphasis on, on CONCACAF, on, on the CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, and then, you know, obviously MLS is the, the big trophy and, uh, uh, you know, the, the uh, Supporters Shield is, is the second biggest. But uh, looking for, for tournaments to win is the big, um, the big, the big thing there. And we're, we're going to link to this in the show notes because I'm obviously paraphrasing here. My question is, and, and this, is, this is kind of where my thought process is, um, Seattle is in the League's Cup Final. Um, they are playing because I have not been paying attention to it. And so I, what is the League's Cup? The Seriously, League's Cup, I, the I League's have no Cup idea. The is if they took the, uh, they're playing Leon from Mexico. If they took, um, if the UEFA Cup was just the teams that didn't qualify um, for Champions League, uh, from England and Spain, and then they made all of the games be played in England. So basically what you're saying is, if Europe was Europe, had the same borders circa 1550, yeah. where there's Germania, the Holy Roman Empire, yeah. France, and Britain. Britannia. Yeah, it's the teams. That it's kind of like that. It's the teams that don't qualify for Champions League in for Concacaf Champions League in the United States and Mexico, playing each other in a knockout tournament, a one-game knockout tournament that is only held in the United States and only held in the home park of the Major League Soccer team until you get to a point where there's two Mexican teams playing each other and then uh, uh, they play in Houston. Um, that that's the tournament. Um, <laughs> Pancho Villa lives. So it's it's yeah. It was it was uh, Orlando I, City I, I, versus, versus mind blown. It was uh, this. So this tournament's going on. Been going on since uh, August. Um, it was Orlando versus Santos 
at Orlando, Santos won. Seattle versus uh, UANL in Seattle, Seattle won. UANM uh, and New York City in New York, uh, UANM wins on penalties. And Leon against Sporting in Kansas City, Leon wins on penalties. Then UNAM and Leon play in Houston. Um, and Santos and Seattle uh, play in Seattle. They're now um, the final of this is at a neutral location. Okay. Uh, and it's in Las Vegas. Fair enough. Because of course it is. Of course it is, um, yes. You have just like, put everyone to sleep. But no, but this is the I know, is the that's thing, the point. Is, is that it, it, why is, like, number one, why does this tournament exist? Money. Of course. Number two, why is Major League Soccer hyping it as much as they are on their on their social media networks? Major League Soccer is run by morons. Is this but is this just is this just Major League <laughs> Soccer clawing for some sort of, of legitimacy? Well, okay. When they're, when they're talking about, you know, uh, um, um, MLS teams never won CONCACAF Champions League. Right, yeah. Uh, it's not going to happen again this year. Nope. Um, and Major League Soccer desperately wants to prove and has desperately wanted to prove um, for the entirety of Major League Soccer's operation that they are a legitimate league that should be um, look at me dad I'm a big boy too essentially yeah 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 yeah. and and my question is on this is um, so okay how how far do I have to strain my suspension of disbelief to even watch this I'm not going to watch this because I don't care yeah But, 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 but if I am a neutral if I am somebody if I am somebody that doesn't give a crap about MLS or if I'm somebody that really gives a crap about the Seattle Sounders am well I be there's re- that am I going to be real happy about this nothing burger win and I'll go I'll go a step further if we beat if we beat um Cruz Azul I forgot who we were playing on Wednesday Cruz Azul yeah yeah, yeah I yeah. forgot who we were playing next Wednesday for the League's Cup or whatever the 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 two champion Yes. I don't care. Except, okay, here's the thing. A couple of things. Yeah. Cruz Azul is a team that I have known for, well, literally longer than Columbus Crew have been around. Yeah, of course. Okay. They're huge. They are. Yeah. They are. I remember um, many, many years ago watching a... uh, a friendly between Cruz Azul and Bayern Munich. Yeah. From like '94. Cruz Azul is a huge team. I'm not. I'm not discounting. I'm not discounting. What I'm saying is, is that the. I, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So okay. So a couple of things to play here. Um. And I'm not going to go too far down this this hole yeah. because it's a thing that I I, I like to. Um, rant about frequently yeah. but um, American soccer fans and I'm talking about you Matthew Hughes yes. or Morgan Hughes <laughs> sorry Matthew Hughes yes I've just conflated two people um, one of whom I like <laughs> oh no 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 we don't know no I know anyway American soccer fans like to re they 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 like to imagine that they can recreate European football traditions in North America. Yeah, That's so why you see so many road flares, right? Or the the weird chants. Yeah, all that stuff. So a lot of this is simply um, MLS scratching that itch. So that, you know, American soccer fans can be like, oh, well, we don't just have our own Champions League. We've got our own UEFA Cup slash Europa League. But we don't. I know. I know. But but to a certain segment of the population, to a certain segment of the fans of this league, that's what they want. They crave that legitimacy. 
So the funny thing is, in, in, on this, is that you have this this notion of legitimacy. Um, Concacaf Champions League is it, that's that's the championship of North America. That's what we have. Um, I, I genuinely enjoyed it more when there was, uh, you know, when there was a play-in, uh, or not, excuse me, not a play-in, but a, but a group stage um, and that sort of stuff. It was fun. You, you got to see more teams. You, you kind of, as a, as a fan, you felt a little bit more rewarded. Um, because you Oh, I to, loved it. Yeah, you got to go three, three home, three away, um, and, and it, was, it was a whole thing. Um, I don't really personally like the format of the uh, of the the way they do it now, but you know it is what it is. Um, on the other side of that, and, and what I would really say is that you've got you've got this league's cup. Um, yeah. Nobody. This is not providing legitimacy to this league from anybody that isn't already bought into this league. Nobody who is, um, I would venture to say, nobody who uh, isn't already watching Major League Soccer even understands what the hell it is. I mean, um, I'm just trying to imagine like the random drunk guy on a, I don't know, a Tuesday, Wednesday night. Yeah. Just turns on his TV. Is like, oh, well, here's, you know, Saprisa versus Houston, whatever. I had a I had a very good I have a very good friend I still very much uh, appreciate him but uh, he was uh, 21 when he said this so I'm not going to name him by by name it's been it's been over 12 years at this point uh, or not 12 maybe maybe 10 um, but told me that um, if Real Salt Lake was able to win Champions League that it was good for the entire league because more people. From more people would show up to Major League Soccer games, and I laughed in his face because that is not how that is not how this works. No, that's it's not how a, any that's of this works. insane. No, yeah. it's insane. Um, so uh, that is that's the first thing. That's the the League's Cup thing. I just I just uh, drove me nuts. Um, yeah. So the other thing that I want to talk about is there's an article in the Chicago Sun-Times two days ago um, where when the fire moved to Soldier Field after the 2019 season, owner um, uh, Joe Mancetto Mancetto, uh, set a target of 25,000 fans per game at the lakefront venue. Since uh, the restrictions were lifted in July, the fire have not come close to that mark. Um, The Chicago Fire... Their best draw so far this season was July 3rd, which I'm assuming was because of the 4th of July, et cetera, et cetera. Again, um, Tom Cruise's birthday. Exactly. But uh, they're averaging 10,900 fans per game. In, and this is the thing that we were always told about the Chicago Fire when they were playing out in Bridgeview, was that, well, it's just too far away for everybody. Right. Yeah. Now, you look at them, they are playing in central Chicago. I mean, as close to the loop as you can get for a sporting venue, right? Yeah. They're playing there, and uh, nobody cares still. So, uh, has anyone ever thought or considered that maybe being in a big city doesn't mean you're going to have a big fan base. That's a good question. I mean, I think the Chicago fans were there 10 years ago. But when's the last time? The Chicago Fire, the last time they were good. I don't know. They were really good. They had had Schweinsteiger a couple years ago, right? Yeah, but they weren't good. Yes, but Schweinsteiger. So here's the thing. This This is kind of my point. Schweinsteiger was an established European star. Yeah. And up until recently, that was the idea of the league. Is, oh, we'll just get Thierry Henry or Bastian Schweinsteiger or Matthias Sammer. No, it wasn't Matthias Sammer. It was the other one. Um, It's as good as mine if it's a Chicago player. Right. Yeah. But but the point is, we just get some random big European star that these people have seen on television. Yeah. And they'll come and see the games. But they won't. 
Well, they'll come once. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think the idea was, it's like all those matches where Columbus, you know, were like, oh, black out the galaxy because David Beckham is going to be here. Yeah. But he never played, and no one gave a shit anyway. He did play one time. Oh, wow. And Gino Padula walked up to him and told him how nice he smelled. And that was the funniest, I'm sorry. It's the are funniest t- story ever. Are you are you talking about Queens Park Rangers legend Gino Padula? I'm talking about uh, absolute, absolute goddamn amazing human being and Queens Park legend, or Queens Park Rangers and Columbus Crew legend Gino Padula. Yes. Gino Padula and I have the same birthday. Well, that is uh, the only way that you are equal to Gino Padula because he is a better man than you in every other way. I'm sure he is. Yes, yes. I'm sure he is. He is. Gino Padula is awesome. That's is, all I have to yeah. say. I am sure that he is a kind and thoughtful lover as well. I mean, you know. So this is this is. I mean, going into this though, I, and I, I, I want to, I want to, you know, the kind of the reason I brought this up was Inter Miami. Inter Miami's. I'm highest, sorry. Is that is that a disease? Is yes, that like okay? Yes. Yeah. Um, which is weird that it still says it's Inter Miami Stadium. Um, they, they they came real close, but they didn't even sell out against Orlando, and that was their home, their their uh, highest home attendance. Their local derby. Yeah, um, their least their lowest home attendance this year was on April eighteenth, and Florida's been open the entire time. Florida's not because you know. Apparently, their governor doesn't care how many people die. But um, the they've been open the entire time. Lowest home attendance for uh, or for Miami was against the LA Galaxy. Okay. Uh, just a little under 8,000 people. Um, their average home attendance in Miami, 12,900. Right. Okay. So, I got to tell you something. Mm-hmm. When we refer to Inter Miami, yeah, we are actually referring to Club Internacional de Football Miami. Cool. Literally. Yeah. Club Internacional de Football Miami. Yeah. So. The dinosaurs went away upstairs. Yeah. Apparently. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got nothing more. No, I just think it's. I just think it's interesting. That's yeah. All, so. Yeah. All right. Well, let's um, let's go ahead and take a break. We're going to come back. Uh, we're going to talk uh, about uh, the fact that Montreal is coming to town uh, on Saturday. Oh and dear! I'm pretty stoked about it. So uh, that'll be next. Uh, you're listening to the Pros from Dover. I'll tell you 